Welcome to Episodes of Television. It's your host, Donald. Doing things a little bit differently this time. I am not recording on my computer with my mic. I am actually recording directly to Anchor through my phone, through their app. So this is going to be a raw, unedited podcast. So if there's any noises in the background, if I have a slip and use a curse word, then it's just going to be in there. Um, mostly for Ed, Ed and Eddie, I'm trying to avoid the the bad language. But the more I watch it, the more I'm, I feel inclined to use it. Um, that being said, probably in later series, there will be an explicit tag because there will probably be more, I shouldn't say probably, there will be more explicit language. So what I'm going to do for this podcast, I was going to do four episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie season four. But uh, I think it was on the last podcast, I said that I'm kind of getting that burnout. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wrap up season four in this podcast. Yes, that is, I counted it. There are 13 individual episodes that I'm going to cover. One of them is a two-parter. And... It kind of made me think at the end of it, and then I was kind of like, wait a minute. So, I'll talk about that a little bit when I get there, if I remember. And hopefully I remember everything I say at the end of the podcast, like email, Twitter, um, where you find the show, all that stuff. So, here we go, a raw, unedited podcast. You're probably going to hear my paper move, so just... Bear with it. Starting with your Ed here. I will say this. I did not take like extensive notes like I normally do. So hopefully I can burn through these pretty quick. There is the Ed spitting image of wax. I don't. I don't want to say scam because it's kind of like a museum, like Madame Tussauds. Tussauds. I'm not sure how to say that. And Jimmy's like, hey, I'm on board. So they put him in this big wooden box and cover him in oatmeal. And then when they pull him out with a giant turkey baster, they literally, there's a hole drilled in the top of the box while it's standing up. And Ed uses a giant turkey baster to suck him up into the actual turkey baster, and he throws it, and then, like, the ball end of it hits the ground and shoots Jimmy straight up in the air. And while he's up in the air, they put a bunch of crayons in the hole and grab a magnifying glass and melt the wax into the mold, the oatmeal mold. And, and yes, that's how they made all of these um, figures, which was just the Eds. Um, they, they used oatmeal. They didn't actually use wax. So Sarah runs to Jimmy after he crashes to the ground in the same position as his oatmeal figure 
which is really weird because that's not how he was when he was in the box. Unless he moved after they poured the oatmeal. I don't know. Uh, Johnny and Plank are next. They want to be candles. Kevin's like, this is stupid, and walks off. And he finds a wallet. And he's like, hey, a wallet. And Eddie's like, oh my god, is there money in it? And he's excited because he's about to get some money out of a wallet. No, there's no money in it. Hey, Eddie, it's your wallet. (laughs) And... In Eddie's ID, it says uh, it says his age and his address. He is 12 years old, according to his ID. And he lives at 220 Rethink Avenue. I, I wonder if that's just like a sly little nod to like, he needs to think about things again. Like... Because he's not, like, all that smart. He's just there for the money. I wonder if that was just, like, a sly, like, knock at him. And this is when we find out Eddie's middle name. Eddie's middle name is Skipper. I don't know anybody named Skipper. Or has Skipper in their name. Well, Eddie doesn't want the other kids to find out. So, (laughs) he tells Kevin he's going to do whatever Kevin wants. So, I don't don't know right now. Just, oh, I've just watched a few hours worth of Ed, Ed, and Eddie and went straight into podcasting. And, oh, my brain is overloaded right now. We see that Ed is taking Johnny's eyes and put them in Johnny's oatmeal slash wax doll that has a candle on it. And we see that for I don't I don't know what what exactly happens. It's been a minute since I watched it and I've gotten other stuff just thrown on top. Um Double D and Ed go away from the whole oatmeal wax thing and they're playing X's and O's. And while this has been going on, Eddie has been with Kevin doing things that Kevin wants. And he sees Kevin talking to Jimmy. And Eddie's like, don't listen to him, Jimmy. He's a liar. And Kevin says, he, I'm just telling him how much you like his fashion sense. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, I love your fashion sense. Tell me your secrets, man. And then we see Eddie is dressed up as Jimmy. And then another thing he does, presumably for Kevin, is he puts Johnny in an envelope and then mails him. He puts him in that big blue mailbox. And another thing that Eddie has to do is he drags Double D to the middle of the cul-de-sac in front of all the other kids. And I would have drawn a line at this point. No, he has to kiss Double D. And he flat out, like, you know in dancing when one dancer dips the other? He does that and then bends down and kisses Double D smack on the lips. Now, Eddie has to act like a seal 
And he does some, you know, tricks like stand on his nose, wave to Naz, play a song on these, like, three horns. And then Kevin throws him a fish, like a raw fish with the scale still on it. And he's like, you got to swallow it. Come on, Kevin. Well, you know, I guess I can tell them. So Eddie swallows this fish. Said, and Kevin's like, dude, you're so sick. Like, no, you're the one that told him to do it. You're the sick one. And Kevin's like, here, let me get you something to wash that down with. And grabs a squirt gun. And instead of spraying Eddie in the face, he sprays him to make it look like Eddie peed his pants. And Double D pulls... Yeah, Double D pulls Eddie away. I was getting the names mixed up in my head. Double D pulls Eddie away. And it's like, Kevin's bullying you in front of everybody. He's making you look like the fool. And while Double D is talking to Eddie, Kevin has told everybody Eddie's secret. That his middle name is Skipper. And all the kids torment him. Like, Naz doesn't really do it. But... Like, Jimmy's like, how about a little skip rope? Johnny says, how about you skipper our boat? And Sarah rhymes a bunch of stuff like, sounds like flipper could be slipper. Oh, wait, it's skipper. And that's when it dawns on Eddie that Kevin told them, calls Kevin a jerk. And Naz, like, all she does is say, skipper, what's up with that? Like, like, she doesn't even torment Eddie. Like, she's, like, the nice one of the group. Like, no matter what. Except for the couple times where she's gotten mad. And, like, like there's one time she punched Eddie because he put his arm around her. It was from the episode where he made a video for his brother to show how, like, cool he had gotten and stuff. Like, other than that, I haven't really seen Naz get, like, overly upset and, like, start tormenting people. As the kids go away, Double D offers some consolation to Eddie, you know. Hey, I'll be your shoulder to to lean on, you know, your friend to talk to, etc., etc. And then he says, I'll tell you my middle name, Eddie. My middle name is Marion. So, Eddie, I don't think we ever find out what Eddie is short for. But his name is Eddie Skipper. And then Double D is... His name is Edward with... It's actually got three Ds, but, you know, two Ds, E-D-D. <clears throat> so he, his name is Edward Marion. And none of the kids have last names. Except for Johnny, but nobody calls him Johnny 2 by 4 Except for in, like, the first episode. And then all the kids come out because Eddie has screamed well not really screamed but more like yelled he has yelled out to the to the cul-de-sac hey everybody double D's middle name is Marion and then everybody makes fun of him like there was a part like right at the end with Rolf and Kevin and I think Johnny and Rolf says Marion the Hungarian Kevin and Johnny are like, no, Marion the Librarian. 
I think Naz is like, Marion, that's my aunt's name or something. And that's the end of your Ed here. Now the good old Ed. This was very fun. Um, they they brought up some things from the past and some things from their past that we never seen. So that was you know that that was fun. That was really fun. So Eddie Eddie is shaving or like pretending to shave. And Ed comes in, and Ed starts packing things from Eddie's house, just like random things from his house. And we come to find out that the reason Ed is doing this is because they all agree to do a time capsule. They all take select items, bury them, and dig it up in the future and reminisce about the old times. And one of the things we see is the Canadian squirt gun. And I was like, oh my god, it's the squirt gun. And like, oh my god, I like... I lost it at this episode because I loved all the references in it. And I'm getting excited talking about it. You probably can't tell in my voice. And I love that Ed, he's like, I remember it as though it was second season. And I'm not lying. I got on IMDb and I was like, oh my god, that was second season. Like, it was so much fun. It really, really was. And the best part about the squirt gun the squirt gun is that it still had water in it. So you're talking like probably near beginning of season two, and we're going through this is probably about midway or a little past midway of season four. And if this is a according to the theory, it's a one year time span for the show from spring to following spring. And we've seen that in, uh, I think it was in the last batch of episodes I did, that they are in June. So that means the show had to start sometime in, like, April, maybe May. And somehow the time, like, flowed weirdly to make it stretch into June. Because in, like, season five, that's when they go back to school. That's when summer ends, fall begins, and, you know... But anyway, so from, depending on how you look at it, from a couple of seasons or from a couple of months, this, this thing still had water in it. And I don't know why I'm getting into so much, like, detail and talking about it. I don't know. I'm just getting excited for this one. I just, I loved it. And then the next thing they pulled out was the hypnotizing wheel. Like, when they made Kevin be a monkey. And... Eddie even imitated, like, Monkey Kevin, and said, and, Ke- and uh, oh my gosh, my words are, like, running together now, um, Ed's like, yeah, remember he thought my butt was a peanut, so Eddie, <laughs> Eddie bites Ed's butt, and he's running around, and Double D's like, yes, yes, I'm Primate Kevin, and then Naz walks up. She's like, hey guys, never mind. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, this one, like, it, 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 this is a very nostalgic episode, and that's what makes this particular episode so great. 
And then we see Ed come dressed as Fab Freaky from when the Eds were trying to be a couple fads ahead. And then when they, their fad was relevant, they were getting out of it. Like, I was like, really? And then I think Eddie pulled out a remote control. He's like, oh, this is from the rocket car. And Double D's like, no, that's from the time machine. No, rocket car. Time machine. I think Double D would know. He built the stupid thing. And then we have a flashback to Jimmy and Johnny. They're wanting to go back in time. And Double D turns the little dial to, I think it said Triassic period. It was like past, present, future, Triassic period, now like in space age or something. And I think, I think it was Ed, like, shook up this, like, giant box they were in and carried it to the woods. And they get out of there, there's fake dinos, and Johnny rides the fake Triceratops, which was a thing Ed was wearing and running around with. And then somehow, uh, Johnny got launched up into the T-Rex's mouth and saw Double D with the remote control and controlling the gears for the dinos. And then Eddie hits the leg of the fake Tyrannosaurus Rex dino. And it falls on him. And then we're back to present day. Then we're like, oh, a picture. A picture from Double D having the hiccups. Okay, I have another flashback. <laughs> Double D had gotten the hiccups. He's trying to get rid of them. And they're, they're like, powerful hiccups, too. Like, he hiccuped, and then he went through, like, a hole in the wall. And he hiccuped, and this, like, metal grate fell out. And then he hiccuped again, and his eyes popped out of the hole for a second. And he's like, I gotta get water. And as soon as he goes to take a drink, he hiccups and throws water all over himself. And then... Eddie gets a pitcher full of water, turns him upside down. He's like, this is how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to drink it upside down. And then he hiccuped again. And I might be getting my hiccups confused. Because I don't know if that's the one that sent him into the wall. I I don't remember. I really don't. Like I said, I've watched few hours worth of Ed, Ed, and Eddie in a very short amount of time. Let's say I watched like an hour last night and then, or no, I watched a half, wait. Yeah, I watched an hour, about an hour's worth, two half hour blocks last night and one, two, three, four, five half hour blocks today. Anyway, so they say that you have to scare the hiccups out. And this is where Ed gave probably one of his best lines in the entire series. He's like, I am a zombie and I will malice you with a shoehorn. And this scares the crap out of Double D. And he still hiccups. And I I just love that line because Double D's like, Malice me with a shoehorn. Like... It was great. Then there's a spatula. And they thought it was from when they did the gold jewelry. 
And they thought it was from when they did all the trades with Rolf. No. It's from Eddie wanted to make a giant pancake. And how he did this was he... They coated the entire cul-de-sac with butter. And they go to pour the batter. Double, or uh, Ed and Eddie go to pour it. And all the kids are skating around in the batter, or in, in the uh, in the butter, and then they get covered in the pancake batter, and you see the pancake cook, and Ed takes a bite out of the pancake, and he gets Kevin Shorts in his teeth. And Eddie takes the spatula, lifts it up, and the kids pull him in and beat him up. And what I love is that Ed keeps calling it a flipper. And then, for some reason, I think Ed picks up the the spatula slash flipper and flashes back to earlier in the episode. I was like, what's going on? Why is he flashing back to the same episode? And then Eddie says he hates clip shows. And then Eddie is, like, attacking Ed with a fish. Oh, remember that from your duel with Rolf? Which was phenomenal, by the way. And uh, he gets an ice pack on his head. I, th- I think Ed does. Oh, remember this from when we destroyed Johnny's house? So, <laughs> Eddie was chasing Ed, and then he chases Double D. And that's how we end the good old Ed. I still love that. I will malice you with a shoehorn. Could you imagine saying that to somebody? They'd be like, whoa, what's this guy's deal? All right, thick as an Ed. Sarah wakes Ed up so he can walk her over to Jimmy's house because she hasn't done that before, apparently. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know why. So Ed wakes up. Goes upstairs, get you know, after he gets dressed, and he's, she's like, he's like, I gotta tie my shoes. And he starts tying his shoes, and he can't do it, and he falls asleep, so Sarah walks to Jimmy's by herself. And we see Ed in Dream World, and it's very, like, like, kindergarten-y, like, uh, how do I explain it? You know how, like, kids draw on paper with crayons? It's it's like that. Like, it's very basic drawings and coloring in with crayons. And it's, like, come to life. Well, Eddie wakes Ed up. He's like, we gotta go get ready for the frog jumping derby. Double D is trying to help Ed with his goggles. Goggle, he, he puts goggles on for, like, no reason. They have, like, rubber gloves, boots, goggles... Um, you know, things like that nature. And Ed's, like, getting the the cord or the band, yeah, the band, like, wrapped around his head and he can't figure it out. But when Double D goes to help him, he has such a terrible odor. And we know Ed doesn't particularly like to bathe or shower. And so, to deduce where the odor is coming from, Double D gets a fly on a string. And we find out that the stink is coming from 
Ed's jacket pocket. And we see that the stink is coming from Ed's lucky cheese trunk, which he has named Sheldon. And he has had Sheldon for 57 days. Now, this just looks like a piece of cheese with holes in it, like a yellow Swiss kind of cheese, I guess. I don't know. Cause, well, Swiss is the only one I know that has holes in it, but it's like yellow. But wouldn't that thing be covered in mold at that point? Double D constantly tries to get rid of Ed's jacket. And at one point, Ed and Double D argue. Ed sticks to the same argument. And Double D keeps changing it up as a way of saying dirty, nasty, smelly, stinky cheese. Well, he uses like cheddar, gruyere, camembert. So Eddie, he tricks Ed out of his jacket. And Double D isolates Sheldon in a jar. And Ed has is dressed up as a girly frog thing. He's like in his underwear. He's got some like scuba flippers on. He's got like a wig on. Some makeup. Like what the. Well, what's going on here? And Double D sees that Sheldon is in this jar. Runs up and reunites with Sheldon. Eddie. Eddie chases. Eddie chases Ed and tries to... My my note is so messed up here. Eddie chases Ed and then tries to trick him out of his jacket again. And the first time it doesn't work. But the second time he's like, let's make our own country. Ed Tropia, you'll be a big shot. We'll use your jacket as the flag. He takes the flag up the tree, ties the arms to the top of the tree... And when he does that, Sheldon falls on Double D. I have Ed gets it. I think I think Ed goes and gets Sheldon after it falls on Double D. Eddie somehow gets Sheldon from Ed and throws it in the pond. Now Ed is sad. So now Ed. He will, um, I guess, like, help ease his own sadness. Like, I wouldn't really say, like, grieve or mourn, but kind of like, like a self-cheering up by pulling out his fish skeleton on a necklace whose name is Angus. And that's the end of Thick as an Ed. Sorry, wrong Ed. When I watched this episode when I was a kid, it really wasn't one of my favorites. But being older, I can have like a sort of appreciation for it on a on a level we see rolf 
he's wearing a salt shaker on his head, like, tied to the top of his head. And he's digging a hole and salting this bag. And maybe the hole that he's going to throw this thing into. And inside the bag is his phone. And Eddie's like, oh, man, that's a cool phone. So while Rolf is trying to bury this phone, he's he's also trying to get rid of the ads because Double D's like, why are you doing this? Eddie's like, that's a cool phone. I'll take it. Well, Eddie tricks Rolf, and he ends up taking the phone home. And it rings, but there's no phone line going into the phone. And Eddie's like, Don't, haven't you ever heard of a cordless phone? That's That's not how cordless phones work. You have to have the phone line going into the phone, and cordless just means the receiver is cordless. It it doesn't mean it works without a um without a phone line. Anyway, this phone rings. Eddie answers it. And he was he was playing a record in his record player, and it launches across the room and hits him in the head, and he blames it he blames it on Ed. But Ed didn't do anything. Phone rings again. Now, Eddie's on his bed, and he gets... Somehow, like, he, like, bounces or something, and he gets caught in a mattress spring. And then the phone rings a third time. And then out of nowhere, an ice cream cart comes in out of nowhere. Like, you know the ones that go around in the summertime? Like, either somebody's, like, pushing, or it's got, like, a... Like a bike seat attached, they pedal and they go around your neighborhood. That's what it was like for me when I was a kid, which and I I used to like love going to those all the time. So I was like, oh cool, I can get ice cream for a dollar, because I'd always have like a dollar on me. Which honestly, it wasn't like every time I seen the ice cream guy, but like it's like certain weekends, I'd I'd have a dollar and I'd see one. I'm like, oh yeah, ice cream. And it always had like the two little gumballs in it somehow. Usually, usually is like a character's eyes. Then the gum lasted for like five chews, and you spit it out because there's no flavor in it. So after being hit by the ice cream cart, Eddie wants to get rid of the phone, and Eddie wants phone to ring gets skunked. Hold on a second. Eddie did something with the phone. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he wanted to prove that these weren't coincidences because Double D's like, these are all coincidences. It's not bad luck. And this is why Rolf wanted to get rid of it. It was because it was bad luck. You know, it'd ring and like something bad would happen. So, Eddie wants it to ring. But he ends up getting skunked. Like, I think it rings and Ed answers it. And then he gets skunked. So, the Eds are doing a test with the phone in, in a construction area. And Ed answers this ring. And the street light falls on Eddie. Double D says, oh, because of a rusted bolt. I don't think a single rusted bolt would cause a streetlight to fall on somebody. Specifically at the angle it, it would have had to have fallen at. 
And then there's another ring. And you know those giant, like, concrete rings? They're, like, so long and they're super heavy and, like, that just comes by and, like, rolls over Eddie. So Eddie wants to give the phone back to Rolf. They toss the phone back and forth. Then Ed joins in. And Double D jumps up and grabs the phone. And then they're tossing Double D and the phone around. Rolf, so determined to get away from this phone, puts his back against his house and pushes with his feet, literally moving his house away from the Eds. And Double D answers the the phone as it rings, and Eddie gets hit by a truck. And I don't mean like a little truck, I mean like a giant semi-truck, like a Big Mac truck. So Eddie, or no, 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 Ed glues the phone to Johnny's head. Cool. We are rid of the phone. We, um, we don't have the bad luck or these weird, crazy coincidences anymore. And he comes up with a serial scam called Ed Flakes, which I think it was just, um, Chunky Puffs. With this, like, drawing of the Eds on it. And it's now 100% curse-free. And Double D points out that a breakfast scam, like a breakfast cereal scam, works best at breakfast time. So I'm like, oh, so he's selling bre- uh, he's, he's selling breakfast cereal at, like, dinner time. And Eddie gets crushed by a tree. Then a sandbox comes out of nowhere, falls on him, along with the sand shortly after. He's run over by a stampede of hippos. He's hit by lightning. A house falls on him. And we see that this phone is ringing constantly. Johnny keeps picking up the phone and giving it the plank. And that's the end of Sorry Wrong Ed. Robin Ed. This one is a very like. Uh. I guess like comic bookish. Like, if you watched South Park and they did uh, several episodes of like Mysterion, the Coon, and the Coon and Friends, and it's very much like that. Ed and Eddie are selling thingamajigs. No, Double D and Eddie. I wrote my note wrong. Double D and Eddie are selling them via like a home shopping network kind of thing. They have a little like display built, a desk. They're like, hey, have you ever wondered how to do this? Well, we have a great product for you today. It's called the thingamajig. And Ed demonstrates it. And whatever he needs, boom, it just like pops out of the thingamajig. And Eddie says, this saying could cost up to $1 million, but for that day only, he will sell it for 25 cents. The kids buy it, and Double D's like, 
I only built one. How can we sell more than one if I only have one? And we find out that the boxes are full of, like, light bulbs and fly, used flypaper and, like, a random assortment of objects like that. And we see that there's a figure in the tree as Ed's are making their way to the candy store with the money. They wanted to get out of there quick. The figure comes in and, like, kind of, like, ziplines down a clothesline, kicks Eddie into a dumpster, and he jumps on top of the lid, and the lid, like, sandwiches Eddie. He takes the money and runs off. And the figure is Captain Melonhead. And his sidekick, Splinter the Wonderwood. So now Eddie sets up a scam to catch Captain Melonhead. I'm not going to lie, I didn't write Captain Melonhead. I just wrote Melonhead. So if I just start saying Melonhead, I mean, it's obvious who I'm referring to. Because there's nobody else that's going by the name Melonhead or Captain Melonhead. And Eddie, um, back to this uh, fake scam. He sets up a fake scam to take Double D's fake money. By selling fresh butts and sells him a used one. Well, Eddie then reveals himself to be Professor Scam. Just, what in the world, man? Just, what in the world? As Professor Scam and Melonhead fight, Melonhead is unmasked. Nope, there's another half to the melon. And he bites the stem off an acorn and throws it. And he lands it right into Professor Scam's mouth. And out of nowhere, like, Professor Scam, like, goes up in the air. And a tree comes out of his mouth. Like, just starts growing immediately out of his mouth. And while you think Professor Scam is uh, cornered. He sees a garden hose with the little, like, the trigger on it. So he grabs that, and he's like, Aha, I have Splinter the Wonderwood. And he's holding him hostage. And the only way he'll let Splinter the Wonderwood go is if Melonhead surrenders. Melonhead surrenders. We see that Melonhead and Splinter the Wonderwood are tied upside down. And... The minions have grabbed a tub of gravy. And that's what Professor Scam is going to lower them into. And Ed, or as he is known as Average Joe. I don't think Double D even has a henchman name. But Ed, Average Joe, he can't bear to see... His gravy tainted. So he pulls out the thingamajig. And those like old like. Wind up dentures with the feet on them. Like how they. Like that chews through the ropes. Holding Melonhead and Splinter. And they swing down. And they start beating up Professor Scam. And Average Joe Jit. Uh, Average Joe did it to save the gravy. 
The Eds escape. The kids leave. And Melonhead returns to the Melon Cave. And the thing about it is when they're leaving, you know, Melonhead's giving his big heroic speech and the kids are like, we get it, Johnny. We're going away now. It's a very, it's a very fun episode, but the, the names they come up with and like, I did it to save my gravy. It'll ferment another day. Like, really? Like, and then the home shopping network aspect of it. Like, really? Do we really need this? A case of Ed. I didn't really understand this one when I was younger. But now I do, since I'm not, like, such an idiot. Eddie is launching toilet paper at Kevin's house. Turns out Kevin's been grounded, and he is locked inside. Double D comes up. Says he has bought some books from the library, so he's got some new recycled books. He's reading one about obscure diseases. And he reads one called the Lackadaisy Cathro Disease. Symptoms include rationalizing of mundane circumstances, habitual cleanliness, and an abnormal fixation to headwear. Eddie points out that this sounds exactly like Double D. Because this sounds exactly like Double D. Eddie goes back to tormenting Kevin. Ed taunts him. Uh, he taunts Kevin. And Double D thinks he's sick. And Eddie, like, he keeps the whole sickness thing going. Like, oh, yeah, you you don't look that good. Uh, You should really, like, go lie down or something. And then they said, hey, how about we run some tests? So we have Dr. Ed. Well, Eddie goes fishing for Kevin, and he gets Kevin's clothes while fishing through the mail slot. And we see that another uh, symptom of lackadaisy cathode disease is, I didn't write it exactly like how it said, but basically means like trembling legs, like his knees are shaking real bad. And somebody says, like, confusion. That's got to be a symptom. And Eddie says, the final disease is being kicked. So he puts a kick me sign on Double D's back. And Double D says, how long do I have for this world? Ed says, until lunch. So Double D is sad, and he goes off. And at this point, Eddie flat out pulls his pants down and full moons Kevin. Eddie sees the kids, gives uh, Rolf a, a microscope, I think. I think he gave something to Johnny and Jimmy and Sarah. And he's like, Naz, there's been so much said, or not said between us, unsaid between us. Like what, Double D? 
And, like, Double D can't bring himself to be like, Naz, you're awesome, I love you. Like, no, he, like, he can't do that. And I I swear, like, you see it in different episodes, like, I think Naz really has a thing for Double D. But she's not going to make a move, and Double D is too scared to make a move. But, oh my goodness, could you imagine if that actually happened during the show? Like... Everyone would be jealous of Double D. All the guys would. Sarah would be like, eh, whatever. But Sarah did at one point have a crush on Double D. Just because he gave her a flower. It was really weird. I don't know. But Jimmy kicks Double D. And he's like, I'm not long for this world. And Naz is like, hey, you have a kick me sign on your back. And Double D is furious. He's like, oh, no, Eddie did this to me. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Kevin, we found out. Oh, I'm sorry. Ed and Eddie have built a wall around Kevin's house. And Double D is angry, yelling at Eddie. We find out that Kevin has gotten elderly. I might have to continue this in a separate podcast. Because I can only record 60 minutes, I'm at 45, and I still have a few episodes to go through, quotes and all that stuff. So this may be a two-parter. Um, find out Kevin got out early, Ed and Eddie escaped to Eddie's house, and Ed and Double D drops Eddie's spare house key. Kevin takes it, goes inside, beats up Ed and Eddie. That's how we end a case of Ed. Let's see, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more episodes to do. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to run through this one real quick. It's called Stiff Upper Ed. And then... I will post this podcast as a part one. And I will finish... I will do a second recording... Wrap it up. Wrap up season four. Then we'll start season five next time. And uh, I'm, I might have a special episode. I'm talking to somebody. We're, I'm just trying to get a date, time, and how we're going to do this. Uh, just trying to, you know, get things figured out. So... Let's do stiff upper ed super, super quick. And then I'll, I'll take care of this and get it going for uh, part two. And yeah, got kind of a plan in place now. Stiff upper ed, Eddie dresses as Naz, Kevin, Sarah, and Jimmy. Well, his butt is dressed as Jimmy. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. That's cool. Yeah, that's worth a quarter. And what it is is it's 25 cents to pop bubble wrap. Double D pops it. The whole stand explodes. All the other bubble wrap pops. And Ed goes to tell Eddie this secret. Eddie, I got to tell you something real And then he yells, we're out of bubble wrap. So, Eddie throws Ed over the fence. Go get it out of your shed. Ed gets tossed out of his backyard. Because Sarah's using the backyard. And we find out that this has become Sarah and Jimmy's rich club. For, like... This afternoon, at least. And we see Sarah and Jimmy. They're acting snotty. And Eddie McRich wants to join them. Because we know Eddie is obsessed with being rich. He wants to join the rich club because he is the head honcho, as he calls himself, of the of the cul-de-sac. So he calls himself Eddie McRich. They're talking about yacht races and their little, like, kiddie pool. And Eddie comes in on a big fake yacht. And when he talks, he reminds me of uh, Thurston Howell III from Gilligan's Island. He was the rich guy. And he's like, uh, I, I'm probably going to butcher this impersonation because I have not practiced it. He's like, lovey. You know, that guy. And... Uh, we see that Ed does something, and he causes Eddie's yacht to sink on the other side of the fence, fate, like in like in like the side yard, and it sinks like the Titanic. It it kind of just like goes up and then straight down. I don't know how that works. I know it's just a sight gag, but I don't know. Anyway, we see that Naz has joined the rich club. Rolf comes in and he says, I want to be the Duke of Deli Meats. And Johnny comes in also. Kevin comes up. He's not even in like snotty attitude, rich attire. And they say that the Eds haven't been invited. Jimmy gets an idea because, you know, Eddie's been trying to get in. Eddie's been trying to get in. Eddie's like, or Jimmy's like, I got an idea. We'll let them join. As workers, make them think they're rich, but they gotta do everything for us. Eddie carries Sarah and Jimmy. Well, he carries Jimmy to the pond, the backyard pond. And he says, I, I want Sarah here. So he goes to get Sarah. And then it's, then we see that Double D is holding an umbrella for Naz. And then Rolf's like, go get me some food. And then he gets food, and Rolf doesn't like it. And Johnny's like, and bring me some something to drink. And Ed has, or Kevin has, Ed tie his shoes, but he ties his finger to into Kevin's shoelaces. And we see that uh, Double D comes back with drinks, and I think he trips over over the whole shoelace thing and Rolf is mad he didn't bring food and now Eddie has to carry all the kids around Sarah's in there Jimmy's in there Naz is in there 
hey, Duke, come on in. So Rolf, get, Rolf jumps in, and, he, and Eddie cannot bear the weight, and he just collapses. And he's like, man, you you know, it ain't that different. You know, the rich are working stiffs, too. And that's how we end. Stiff upper Ed. That's how we end part one of this season four wrap for the podcast and I will be back I'm literally going to stop this do what I need to to post it you know title description part one get it posted and then I'm going to immediately record part two so that can be up as well and um I don't know if I'm going to limit myself to four episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie Season 5. Now, on IMDb, they have split it up a little bit differently. They have split it up into, like, this individual episode, this individual episode, this individual episode. Instead of it being, like, this pair, this pair, this pair, like it's been. So I'm just going to really just roll with it. Um, again, I hit the Ed, Ed, and Eddie burnout. Um, I'm... I'm really just wanting to get through this a little bit faster. Um, I'm talking to some people about doing the Ed, Ed, and Eddie movie. Um, I'm, wait, I'm waiting to hear back. And I'm just going to uh, see how that goes. Um, I do want to put out a really good, high-quality podcast for that to fully wrap up Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And... Then I'm gonna. I think I've said this before. I'm gonna be moving on to Your Pretty Faces Going to Hell. That's a very short series. Then I'm gonna look at tackling uh, the League regular show. Um, still game. Definitely gonna do Still Game. I love that show. Um, I at one point I do want to do the Red Green show. It's a Canadian skit show, so it's a lot of like. Story chunk. This 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 story chunk. This 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 story chunk and and this is what they do at the end. And that ran I'm not lying, that ran for fifteen years. So that will be a huge, huge, absolutely ginormous series to cover. Um I'm not gonna do it right away though. And I may throw in some different things to be like, oh, by the way, here's another show to kind of break it up. Because covering 15 straight seasons of a show plus a movie, but the movie didn't really wrap anything up. It it was just kind of like a side story for them. Um, you know, that that's going to take a while and that's going to have burnout real quick. I mean, Ed and Eddie. Ed and Eddie is listed as six seasons with two episodes in season six, and I'm in season four, and I've already been hitting the burnout. So it may very well be the same for the Red Green Show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna see how it goes. Um, still, game is nine seasons, but I only have access to seven. Uh, Your pretty face is going to hell has four, but I only have access to three. Regular shows, eight seasons, you know. So there is content. It's just a matter of 
getting it recorded and getting it going. And I don't know, but I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to get it posted. I'm going to start the part two of the season four Ed and Eddie wrap. So I will be right back to recording. And you probably won't notice a break when when you're listening to this. So I don't know why I said that. Welcome back to this two-part episode of television podcast. I'm going to close my laptop for a second there. If you hear stuff moving, I'm moving my notebook and pages and everything like that. Um, don't really have anything to contribute, just, uh, picking up where the last one left off, gonna cover the last six episodes of season four, do some quotes, where you find the podcast, follow me on Twitter, email, still looking for a co-host, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. Um, so let's just get right back into it. Make sure I know where I left off. Okay. Here's mud in your head. Sarah, Jimmy, Johnny, and Plank are in the sandbox. And Sarah and Jimmy make a sand cake. Johnny wants to make a sand donut. Sarah and Johnny fight over the toy scooper. And I didn't know what else to call it. If there's an actual name where you scoop it into the bucket. The little sand bucket, sand pail. Um... And Plank gets inadvertently knocked into a puddle, and he swells up super huge. And there's never really, like, you don't, like, see anything really come of that except Sarah and Johnny fighting. And it upsets Jimmy, and Jimmy runs off. But, like, you see Plank later in the episode, and he's fine. So, like I said, uh, Johnny gets mad. He fights Sarah. Simmy, or Jimmy gets sad. Um, and the Eds are watching. Jimmy runs off crying. Double D's like, oh, he's upset. We should, uh, you know, go do something for him. So, they designed Smileyville. It's only 25 cents to enter. There's a happy Ferris wheel. There's candy cane lane. And something else. And... Double D says, I I can't wait to see what you guys really put behind this big Smileyville door. And turns out it's nothing. Jimmy's so happy he goes in and he sees that it's just an alley. So he gets super, super sad. The Eds have went off to go to the candy store with their one quarter to get three jawbreakers, which I, I still don't understand how their, their money works. The first episode, jawbreakers are a nickel. Second episode and beyond, they're a quarter. So I don't know how they're going to get three with one quarter. Rolf is wearing wings and he says he is celebrating his, the guardian pigeon. Jimmy doesn't have a guardian pigeon, and he's upset, he's sad, he's been tricked. His friends were fighting, he was tricked, and Rolf's like, The guardian pigeon smiles on you today, we're gonna get revenge on the Ed boys. 
So they run off to plot revenge. We find out that Eddie gave Ed the quarter for safekeeping. And Ed is upside down in one of those, like, rocket car things. Put a quarter in it and it moves for so long that it stops and get out. And I think ultimately that's what happened to the quarter was it went in that little rocket car machine. On the way back, Eddie finds a money tree. What's a money tree, you're asking? It's a tree that grows money. It it says big money right on it. Eddie says he will give anything for the money tree seed. Rolf says, I want all of your worldly possessions. So Eddie empties out his entire room, maybe entire house, gives it to Rolf, and Rolf gives him the seed. Double D. Oh, hold on, no. This came before that. Ed, or Double D catches Rolf and Jimmy as they're talking about the fake money tree, and he discovers that the money is just printed on the back of soup labels. Now Eddie does the trade, he gets the seed, and the seed is just a discarded spool. And we see that Jimmy's putting wallpaper up in Rolf's room, like he's living with Rolf now, for some reason. Eddie... Goes back at night while Rolf is trying to sleep and Jimmy's putting up wallpaper. And he tries to trick Rolf with dirt. This is special dirt to grow a meat bush. What's a meat bush, you're asking? It's a bush that you can grow like sausages and ham and other meats on. And Eddie is mad. He wants his stuff back, so he starts hitting the door. Uses Ed to hit the door. And he says, uh, or Rolf says, Ed boy, please stop. Don't wake Nana. So in order for him to stop, Rolf gives him the real money tree seed, which is a bolt. Eddie plants it, waters it, and he's waiting for it to grow. That's the end of here's mud in your head. Real quick to get through. I'm I'm literally trying to get through these kind of quick because I have to go to bed, like pretty soon. I I work a third shift, so my hours are different, and the time I'm recording this is literally right before my bedtime. Because I'm not going to stay up for over twenty four hours. Postcards from the Ed. Literally one of my least favorite episodes. I mean... I really... I just did not find anything good about this episode. That's just me. It might be a fan favorite. I don't know. Just personally, it's not my favorite. There's a Shrine of Egypt. Which is supposed to be the Sphinx. And Double D is showing Rolf, Sarah, Jimmy, 
and I think Naz. Hieroglyphics. And Sarah's like, my brother drew these, didn't he? And Eddie and Double D are going to open the sarcophagus of King Tuck Your Shirt In. It's empty. Here comes Ed. Just grabbing a bite to eat, folks. Lays down, then he starts acting like a mummy. All the kids leave. They're not impressed. Ed grabs... Ed grabs Eddie's leg. And Eddie's dragging him out. And he sneezes because of all the dust going up in his nose. And he blows the cardboard sphinx away along with Double D. We see that Johnny's with a couple of boards. Pointing a couple things out, talking to him. And they're like taller, like fence boards. Come to find out, these are Plank's parents. And they're tourists. They don't live in the cul-de-sac. So Ed, Big Ed, volunteers to take Plank's parents around. And Eddie's like, this is stupid, I'm going home. While he's home, he gets the idea, wait, they're tourists, I'll be a tour guide. Double D and Ed are giving Mr. and Mrs. Plank a tour. Eddie gets his bus from an old episode. It was the episode where they put a cardboard box on the wagon and they acted like it was a bus. And then when Ed was going downhill, they lost control of it. And I really wish I could remember which episode that was from. I'm pretty sure it was season one. It's been very, like, nostalgic. Like, you see, like, different things here, different, like, references. So he, uh, so Eddie grabs Mr. and Mrs. Plank, throws them on top of the bus. He's like, start you up a tab, let Johnny pay it. All right, cool. He's like, 25 cents for the bus, dollar for me. All right, let's get going. And he goes off somewhere. Ed, Ed and Double D use Eddie's cologne called Man Stink. And they use it to track him. And while Ed and Double D go to the dump, tracking him, tracking Eddie. Eddie is in the park. And he sees... He sees Double D and Ed come up. And he's like, I gotta go. So he... He pulls something up out of the ground. And they start going. I don't know if it was supposed to be like an anchor or like... Just what. But they start going. And they're going around the park. Double D and Ed get hit by the swings. And they keep going. And... Eddie says, watch out for the monkey bars, got a duck. So he ducks down, Plank's parents hit the monkey bars, and they are decapitated. And then the bus flies, like, something happened, the bus got airborne. Ed pulls a bus stop sign out of nowhere, plants, he's like, we got them now. And the bus lands on top of Ed which I thought that was just a you know just a funny gag 
Johnny sees what has happened, and he is upset with Ed. Ed's like, don't blame me, Johnny. Eddie did it. Because <sighs> Eddie did do it. Eddie wants Johnny to pay the tab. But Plank knows people. Here we are at the end of the episode, and Ed is holding Double D and Eddie to the trees, like, got them around one arm, his arm around the tree, holding close to the, holding close to the top of the tree, and we see that they are surrounded by Plank's friends, question mark? They're just, like, a bunch of, like, boards, but they look like they're, like, like, bad guys, like, really bad dudes you want to meet. They will, like, beat you up. But that's the end of Postcards from the Ed. Stuck in Ed. These pages are stuck together. Okay. Stuck in Ed. The kids are waiting for Kevin. Did he forget? Where is he? He's got to show up sometime soon. The kids are waiting for Kevin to sell them jawbreakers from his garage. Which again begs the question, is Kevin a drug dealer? I know I've asked this before. You know, there's a theory that jawbreakers represent drug addiction. And this isn't the first time he sold the jawbreakers to the neighborhood kids. And the kids come away with big amounts of jawbreakers except for Jimmy who gets one and there's none left for the Eds and Eddie's like or Ed's like maybe we should uh, get Kevin's money somehow or no 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 Double D says that not Ed <sighs> well I guess you could call him Ed because his name is Ed well Eddie gets him in their huddle but he can't come up with an idea for a scam. So Ed gets an idea that Eddie should buy a scam, give them a scam idea, pay them, do the scam, and maybe make some money. So they so Johnny comes up, and he says, how about Johnny at Plank's Penny Dance? He starts dancing around. He's like, penny, penny, I see a penny, 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 give us a penny. I was like, what? What What even is this? And they get rid of Johnny and Plank. And Jimmy comes up. And there's a callback to when Eddie taught Jimmy how to scam people. Remember, uh, he was a monster. Like, I'm not even kidding right now. Um, like, Jimmy, you know, had a good scam going. I think he had, like, a trampoline scam. Brought in some money. And then he didn't share the money with Eddie, so Eddie got mad. And then Jimmy made it look like the Eds beat him up, made him eat dirt, and had Sarah beat the Eds up. Like, he was like a monster. Well... So we have that callback to like, oh, hey, remember you taught Jimmy everything you know. And Eddie's like, didn't we win an Emmy for that episode? Uh, No, no, you didn't. 
so J- Jimmy gets a scam idea. And he calls it Jimmy Super Duper Scammy Whammy. And he says he needs 10 extension cords and 10 refrigerators. Sends Ed to get the extension cords. Sends Eddie to get the refrigerators. Double D questions a couple things about Jimmy. Eddie's got some help. So as Ed and Eddie steal refrigerators, Jimmy empties them. Then he says he needs 100 fence boards. And they get everything all together. Oh, they're waiting on the extension cords from Ed. They see Ed and he's pulling some cords. But he's not moving. Turns out the cords are still attached to TVs. And he's pulled the cords through like like a little like limb in the tree or something. Or around a tree. And the TVs are getting stuck on the tree. So, here we are. Jimmy's master plan to make giant fruity ice pops. What I mean is, giant fence board is the popsicle stick. The refrigerator, like, the pop, the ice pop is the size of the refrigerator. And it's got chunks of fruit. Like, it has, like, bananas, oranges, cherries, strawberries, different fruits in some. And... Eddie's like, this is stupid. Ed, beat me up. Knock some sense into me. He doesn't say beat me up. He says knock some sense into me. And so Ed does it. So Eddie gets a scam idea. Let's find your hat size scam. Kevin's not giving them money. He went and spent all his money on ice pops from Jimmy. And Jimmy has made a ton of money. Like... Multiple piggy banks worth of cash. Like dollars sticking out. And at Eddie's request. Hit me again Ed. Knock some more sense into me. That's how we end. Stuck in Ed. Alright. Run for your Ed. I literally, like, at one scene in this, I thought, oh my gosh, the apocalypse for Ed and Eddie is happening right now. We see the cankers are sleeping, and a noise wakes them up. So they go downstairs in their trailer, which again, I think this is the third time, begs my question. Why does the cankers trailer have stairs? It's a single story looking trailer and it's got a flight of stairs in it. Why? So go downstairs. Lee grabs a swordfish for home defense. And they see that somebody has come through, wrecked the place. And they see that May is just staring. So Marie and Lee go and they see what May is staring at. Their ship in a bottle is missing. Come to find out, it was a family heirloom. And Lee says they will find it canker style. And Rolf is on a giant sausage 
letting, I think, Victor pull him. And he sees the animals going crazy. So he grabs all the animals and he hides in a cellar. And Kevin brings in Eddie and Double D. It says, this belongs to you. And we see that Ed is asleep in Kevin's fridge. He is sleepwalking again. Like at the end of season, I think I think it was the end of season one. Sleep eating, sleepwalking. And we come to find out that the ship in a bottle is on his finger. But nobody knows who this thing belongs to. Well, we do. But the characters don't. Jimmy and Naz run as the ground cracks open. You see a house fall. The cankers are running around. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, they're causing the apocalypse. They really are demons. And we see that Eddie is trying to pull the ship in a bottle off of Ed's finger, wraps it around trees, and then we see that his this Ed's finger or arm or whatever it was that was being stretched slices through the trees and goes back to his body. Eddie starts walking away and he gets crushed by all those trees. Double D says, let's, uh, let's put some soap on and slide right off. No, Ed is terrified of soap, runs off, and Eddie ends up wrestling him to try to get Double D to put soap on his finger. Ultimately, Eddie fails. Ed says he wants to use sticky tape. So they go, get in Sarah's room, get sticky tape, and then they hightail it over to Double D's house. And with the cul-de-sac destroyed, like, I don't think the Ed's even, like, said anything about it. But we see that Sarah's been hiding in her room. And at this point, they're in Double D's house. They have taped the bottle to the ceiling. And Ed's like, I'm going to jump off the second story banister and my finger's going to come out. Because that would, like, not hurt anybody at all. And all it does is it pulls the plaster off the ceiling. The cankers have gone into into Ed's house, Sarah's room, seen her. Because she popped her head up to say, hey, get out of here. Because she thought it was the Ed's again. No, they tie her up, and they're like, oh, we need to get our ship in a bottle back. Who are we going to go find? Who are we going to beat up next? What what will we destroy, canker style? Sarah's like, oh, wait, I know who's got one. She, like, she has, like, something over her mouth, and she's able to, like, move it down under her chin enough to be like, I know who has it. So we're trying Double D's idea now, and Double D is doing, like, the bottle on the ground, and Ed straight up, like, his arm straight up, and then his body at a 90-degree angle, and doing a a turn. He counter, is it clockwise or counterclockwise? I don't remember. And that's not going to really do anything. He's just, his finger's just spinning in the bottle. Cankers ring the doorbell, show up, and Double D is, like, taken aback. And he shuts the door, locks it with the deadbolt, and he's like, That belongs to the Cankers! We gotta get rid of it now! 
Kankers bust in through the deadbolt and everything. The Eds hide under the sink, and Eddie's like, Ed, give yourself up. It's you they want. And the Kankers hear them, and Lee turns on the faucet. The Eds come down through. And Lee grabs a ship and a bottle, and pop, comes right off of Ed's finger. Then the Kankers fight over who's going to get the ship and a bottle to play with. I I don't know how you play with a ship in a bottle. It's a family heirloom, but they're going to play with it, and now they're fighting with it stuck in the middle of the three of them. Now, like, okay, that's over with. Let's move on with our day. Eddie has his fingers stuck in the faucet. Double D says he's going to get the soap. Ed says he's going to get the cankers. And that's the end, not yet, of the episode. Because we go back to Rolf, and he's still hiding. And <laughs> he's like, is that them still destroying everything? Or is it just, you know, Wilfred's, like, farts? Because he couldn't tell if he was, like, smelling, like, pig farts. Or if he was smelling, like, something from the canker destruction. I uh, got two more left. Here is Hand Me Down Ed. Oh, I got to put something up underneath that to read it. I have some separated pages because I ran out of notebook. So, Hand Me Down Ed. You see Jamie, he sits on a pillow. He pulls his feet behind his head and he starts meditating with his Three dolls, well, doll and, like, two stuffed toys. A basketball comes by, hits a mailbox. Mailbox comes over, crushes a doll, and it, like, cuts Mr. Yum Yum down the middle. Now, he says Mr. Yum Yum, but it's not the Mr. Yum Yum bunny from the Evil Tim episode. Like, this one looks like a stuffed bear. It doesn't look like a bunny at all. Kevin goes over and he lifts the mailbox easy. He, like, puts his foot on it and it comes up. Jimmy finds a boomerang. And he puts it in his shirt. And he's like, yeah, I'm a tough guy now. Yeah. Well, the boomerang does change him to a tough guy. And he goes over to Kevin and smashes him with the same mailbox. And then the boomerang flies up out of his shirt. And we see Sarah's room is a mess. And the Eds are gathering stuff for a scam. Like toothpaste. And Sarah's looking for something to hit Ed with. Oh, I used this bat. It's broken. I've used this thing. It's broken. Oh, hey, a boomerang. Okay, I'll use this. Well, it turns Sarah nice. So nice that she hugs Ed. She hugs Eddie. She goes to hug Double D, but Double D runs away in fright. And a Sarah gets caught on a clothesline. And this causes her to lose the boomerang. And Ed is like, oh, I love you too, baby sister. I want to give you another hug. And she beats up Ed for touching her. 
We see Rolf using Victor's horns. He's holding Victor upside down, horns in the dirt, tilling his garden. And the boomerang lands in his pants, like the back of his pants. And the boomerang makes him sing opera. I thought he was yodeling at first and it became more like opera singing, but with like gibberish words. And we see that the Eds are selling Dr. Ed's dude kits. That's why they're gathering like cologne, toothpaste, um, shaving cream, stuff like that. They're they're getting in on the market before Dollar Shave Club and Harry's and uh, Defender and all these other like razor subscription services. I don't know if Harry's is a subscription razor service. I just know it's one of the the names out there for razors now. Ed notices or Double D notices the boomerang. He's like, Isn't that the one Sarah had? Because something happened and Rolf was hit, the boomerang fell out of his pants and he went and hit then the wall in his house. And uh, Ed grabs it and he becomes smarter. And he's writing a dissertation. He says, by Edwin. So Ed's name is actually Edwin. I did not know that. Like, I totally, I thought they were all Edward. Just, like, spelled differently. No, I didn't even think his name was Edwin. I, I even think Double D has called him Edward before. Well, Eddie takes the boomerang, and he starts acting very motherly towards this case that they had the, um, um, uh, boomerang in. Or not, not, not the boomerang, um, the Dr. Ed and Dude Kit stuff. Um, he's acting like, oh, that's a full diaper, takes everything out of it at one point. Uh, Double D gets the boomerang from Eddie. And he becomes a nudist. And when I say nudist, I mean like he takes his shirt off. He like wiggles out of his pants. He's like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. That's the feeling. So now Eddie gets the boomerang again. And so it's like thrown and like it goes flying to the other person. You know, people grab it, stuff like that. Um... Eddie becomes Mother Eddie again. He gives Ed all the stuff from the scam. Says, "Here, get rid of just get get rid of it. You know, it, it's old diaper stuff. You know, got got to give the case a, the briefcase a new diaper." And Smart Ed get he he's like, "Here, fasten the diaper with this," and he calls it a boomer jigger, which I found hilarious. Well, he grabs it, and he becomes smart, and he throws it, and he's like, yes, we, we should uh, determine, you know, the velocity and all this, and it comes back and hits him, Double D and Eddie, pins them to the tree, and they're all in their different personalities, and at this point, Double D has stripped off his tidy whities and Eddie is freaking out that the briefcase is going to see a new Double D, and Ed is just like, that is very distasteful. And that's the end of Hand Me Down Ed.
Here we go, the two-parter, season four finale. Take this, Ed, and shove it. Oh, this is a long one. I need to get a drink. One more episode, some quotes, and then I'm pretty much done. And this would have been one episode, one super long episode, like one super long podcast, but I can only record up to so long uh, through the Anchor app. So I'm a little over halfway to that point. I'm going to finish knocking this out, get it posted, and you guys can listen to it however you need to, however you want to, and we'll go from there. I talked about that a lot at the end of the part one podcast. I may bring it up again uh, at the end of this one. I just, um, I'm not sure right offhand, though. Okay, here we go. Take this Ed and shove it. The Eds are putting on a kid show. There's Panda Eddie, Balloon Poochie, Mr. Calculator Pants, the Elephant Choo Choo, and Mr. Railroad Rump, who you who says you can call him Rumpy. I wrote WTF. What the... I'll let you fill that last word in, but... What the heck is going on? And it's all a ruse to sell balloon animals to Sarah... Or no... To sell balloon animals, but Sarah and Johnny passed. They're like, you think we're in kindergarten? Come on, grow up. And this whole episode's been about, like, growing up, um, getting careers, being adults, you know, not being, like, little kids again anymore. Jimmy is moving. We, we discover that he's moving from his tricycle to a bicycle with training wheels. Uh, the Ed's watching Naz, she's watching TV, and Ed's like, or Double D's like, see, she's growing up, you know, genetically, and whatever, I'm like, you can't even, like, see that, you just see somebody watching TV, uh, Kevin grew one single facial hair, and he's, he's like, Rolf, check this out, I'm growing a beard, man, and Rolf's like, oh yeah, pulls his shirt off, and he's got, like, a ton of back hair. Eddie decides that with everybody growing up, they should go through career counseling for only 25 cents. Double D's testing Johnny. Uh, what's your pant size? What's your favorite vegetable? Uh, pick something out of this box. Okay. Tells Ed to go back behind this like giant cardboard computer thing. And he, Ed pops out, Johnny... His job will be a gopher. So Johnny's like, all right, I'm going to be a gopher. Rolf, they determined to be a potato monger. But he's like, I want to be a barber. Barbers are man among men. Naz is next. She's a dentist. Jimmy and Sarah want careers. We'll get to that in a second. And the Eds, they take their money and they go get jawbreakers. On their way back, they trip and Naz is like, 
dentist's office. And she takes their jawbreakers like, that's bad for your teeth, guys. Nope, can't have that. Then we see that Jimmy's a lumberjack. And he grabs his axe and he, he cuts his cummerbund that's holding him to the top of this tree. And as he's coming down, his mouth hits the tree bark like his upper his upper teeth hit the, the, the tree bark and is sliding down. And he start, he goes down this huge tree and it rips the retainer off of his head. So Naz runs over to get him. And I have Ed and Eddie run off with jawbreakers, but I'm not sure. I think Double D just like ran and caught up with them. And Sarah, her her career is a traffic light. And as the ads go to cross the street, she stops them. They have to wait. And then she lets them go. And Johnny pushes the jaw. He, like, he's underground. And, like, you see, like, where he's burrowing. And where you see him burrowing, it pushes the desk. And uh, I should have said this. The, the jawbreakers are locked up in this desk. This desk that Naz had, and now they've been carrying it. Now it's being pushed by Johnny. And we see that Ed, who's writing the desk with the jawbreakers in it, is getting a haircut from Rolf. He's getting a Rolf haircut from Rolf. So Eddie's got a plan. He's going to get a haircut from Rolf. Just a little bit off the top, while Ed goes and takes the jawbreaker desk, which has become Rolf's new shampoo table. Eddie gets a Rolf haircut. Not just a little off the top, but he gets a full-blown Rolf haircut, and he has to pay two chickens and a pillow. Well, they get back to a garage, I think I think at Eddie's at Eddie's house, and Double D's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, like he's like wanting to look forward to the future. Ed <clears throat> Ed says he wants to be rice, Frisco style. Double D says he wants to be an explorer. And Eddie says he wants to scam kids for a zillion years because he ain't ever going to grow up. Johnny comes up to the garage. It's his lunchtime. And Eddie falls through this hole. And a bunch of stuff comes down and buries him. And now he hit a dream or a flash forward. I haven't been able to discern which one it is just yet. And I'm going to talk about that here at the end of the episode. So we have old Eddie looks in the mirror and he scares himself. Old Double D and old Ed show up. Double D, old Double D wants a third for cribbage. And old Ed, he's the same guy, but he's got a long white beard. And we come to find out that they are now over 90 years old in this part of the episode. Wow. Over 90 years old. They're already like 12 years old. So that means they've aged minimum 80 years. And we come to find out that the jawbreakers are still locked up. And Eddie sees old Johnny and old Plank. They're playing chess. Johnny's blind in his left eye and Plank is missing his left eye. He's also missing part of his mouth. Like, one corner of it. It's, like, been wiped. You can see where it's, like, all wiped and stuff. And he says, 
Did Naz forget her pants again? And because what was it? Eddie crashed into the chess table. Johnny sees Eddie. Eddie, what are you staring at? Did Naz forget her pants again? Then we see Naz and she's got a blanket over her legs. And I for real, I'm not going to lie. I for real thought she didn't have any legs. I was like, Naz ain't got no legs. <laughs> and she's feeding popcorn to pigeons. The ads bump into old Sarah, old Jimmy, and they've got this big, long... They they think they're playing jump rope with it. And Sarah's like, what do you think we are, kids? No, we're, we're knitting. Come to find out, Jimmy is knitting bedpan cozies. Who needs a bedpan cozy? Uh, we see that Rolf looks like an old hermit. He confuses Eddie for Kevin. And when Eddie says Kevin's name... Rolf's like, who's Kevin? Old Kevin comes up on a scooter and he runs over Eddie and kind of like runs the front wheel up on Eddie's butt and lower back a couple times and leaves. Then we see that old Ed, old Ed, they're back in the garage with the desk. Ed, go hit it. Go open up the desk. Old Ed goes up and barely breathes on the desk. And the whole thing turns to dust. There's like not even jawbreaker dust. It's just wood dust. Sawdust, basically. Old Eddie starts hitting himself with a cane. I'm still a kid, I'm still a kid, I'm still a kid. And now we're back in present day as kids. Eddie's so excited to be young again. And Ed has sawed through the desk. He has three jawbreakers. Eddie grabs one. And the top one falls right into Ed's mouth. And we're going to go back to the future. And Double D says there's all all stories from the past being told by old Eddie. And they make a couple, like, jokes, like, pull my finger, that's older than us. And they all start laughing. But that made me think for a second, is... What if the series ended there? Oh my gosh. That would be so crazy because then it'd be like, so Eddie's just been telling all these stories about them being kids and all their adventures. And that's why it's crazy because his mind is gone. Oh my gosh. That would be, oh, oh, I've got to talk about this with somebody because I can't contain it. Like, could you imagine just a show Several seasons long, and all these weird, crazy things happen, and it's not just because it's a cartoon, but because it's being told by somebody who has lost their mind. That would be phenomenal, and it's probably been done. That's probably why this went another season, so it didn't have that kind of ending to it. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the creator of the show. <laughs> I had no input on it. But, oh, my gosh, that would be so crazy, wouldn't it? Just, oh, yeah, he's just telling, it's just old Eddie telling his, you know, crazy stories from when we were kids. And we had a machine that shot newspapers. And uh, we had a friend service. And Eddie made a movie for his brother. And all kinds of 
def- we had the Kanker sisters to deal with, and they were the demons of the of the underworld, and like, could, wow, just oh my gosh, I wish that's where the series ended because that would have been freaking phenomenal. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's um wrap this guy up. Uh I got some quotes from 13 episodes. Um I'm just going to run through them. There's one from each one. Um Ed is taunting Double D in the first one when they're playing X's and O's. Oh, kitty cat go meow. And in the episode the second episode I covered Ed says, yeah, Double D, an elephant never forgets, but I forget what the elephant remembered. Uh, In the third episode, when Double D and Ed are arguing, Ed keeps yelling, stinky hat. In the fourth episode with the cursed phone, Ed grabs the phone and says, Eddie's in pain now, he'll have to call you back. (laughs) And this episode, or this quote, sounds very, very dirty. I'm going to throw that out there now. It sounds very dirty. Um, it's from the uh, episode with Melonhead. Um, like I said, the first seven are on the part one part part one podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, in this episode, Rolf says, Look, our hero dangles like Victor's milk spouts. Victor has milk spouts? In uh, the episode where Double D was sick, uh, he gives Rolf the microscope. And Rolf's like, it's a uh, peanut smasher. Double D's like, oh, Rolf, you're so uneducated. In the uh, episode with the Rich Club, Ed says, oh, boy, nobody knows nothing like Eddie. In the episode with the uh, Money Tree, Ed says, even I am not that dumb, Double D, after Eddie gets the bolt, making that stupid secondary stupid trade um the episode after that um I don't recall which one that is right off hand uh Ed says an apple a day keeps the bus driver away double D in the episode with Plank's parents Ed says Eddie kidnapped my responsibles double D in the uh episode with the Kankers on the warpath when Rolf's on the giant sausage. I put I wrote sausage, but he says wiener. And this one also sounds very, very dirty. Rolf's giant wiener will fetch a pretty penny at the market, yes, Victor? In the boomerang episode, at the end, I put crazy double D because He's got that weird personality. He says, I'm getting the need to feel the breeze between my knees. Then he wiggles off his underwear. And in the final episode of season four, um, I didn't really find an amazing quote. A couple of these were like that, like the uh, kidnap my responsibles. Um, Even I am not that dumb. Um, Stinky hat. Stuff like that. Um, Those just, they were just grabbed because I didn't really find a really good one. Uh, But in this last episode, old Ed, uh, Double D's saying, hey, we need a third for cribbage. And Ed says, 
Cribbage gives me gas. And that does it for season four. My mind is still on the fact that this series, oh, it's, this series could have ended and it could have just been a bunch of stories being told by Crazy Eddie, who's over 90 years old. He's lost his mind. And that's why a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. And, oh, it just, oh, and it plays with the purgatory theory, too. Because if they're all dead and in purgatory, how could they have aged this much? Oh, my gosh, it, there's so many routes, and I really wish I had a co-host to talk about this with. Oh, my goodness. Um, that does it for this part two. Um, I'm going to get this posted as soon as possible. Uh, just like the first one, it's going to be raw. It's going to be uncut. What you hear is what you get. Um, next time I'm going to jump into season five of Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And there's two episodes for season six. I'm just going to throw them in with season five. And then um, I've got a Ed and Eddie movie to do. And I'm talking to um, some people about it, about uh, starting it, whatnot, or uh, actually recording it, whatnot. Um, I've got plans for another podcast with somebody, just waiting to hear back on some dates and times. Um, got some uh, schedules to kind of work through. Um Next show I'm going to be doing, and I'll start getting more into it near the end of Ed, Ed, and Eddie, um, is Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. It's a very funny show. It It's available on Hulu. Um, it's ultimately how I would describe it as uh, demons working for Satan, but hell is like... Um, Hell's got cubicles, each demon works in their cubicle, and then they have their little, like, adventures for doing stuff, and Satan is their manager, and stuff like that, it's, it's got a lot of, like, weird, odd humor in it, but it's something I find absolutely hilarious, I'm gonna be diving into it, and you can definitely bet there will be explicit language, so this podcast will be moving to being marked explicit, um, you can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. I am still looking for a co-host. You can email me at epsoftv at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Twitter at epsoftv. You can give me a follow if you don't like what I say. You don't agree with what I'm tweeting. You can unfollow me. I really don't care. I'm not forcing you to follow me. That is ultimately your decision. So. I feel like I have to put that disclaimer out. Because I put out tweets and everyone's like. Oh I don't like that. I'm unfollowing you. Well go ahead. I don't care. You know I have more to my life. Than somebody following me on Twitter. Like putting out quality content. On a podcast. For you know the people that really listen to the podcast which i have found out i have had listeners in spain italy and the 
I think said the Republic of Lithuania. Like, really? Most of my listens come from the States. And it's really weird because it says I only have, like, one established audience member. And I've got... See, when I was on Podbean, I had over 100 listens total for however many episodes I had. And I've got, I think, like 60-something here on Anchor, but through multiple outlets. And it, so I'm like, that's a little bit of a trade-off, you know. Like, it was really weird, like, with Anchor, or uh, Podbean, I had to get my show on Stitcher. I had to try multiple times to get on Apple iTunes. And I'm like, I'm going over to Anchor, and it's like, here you go, you're on Apple, you're on Google, you're on Pocket Cast, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, boom. Like, it really, like, grew, but my audience shrunk. But now there's more access to it, and it's really cool. Um, anyway... Next time, starting season five, Ed and Eddie, gonna be looking to wrap it up shortly thereafter. Uh, I may be doing more than four episodes of podcast. I'm just gonna play it by ear. I definitely want to get that movie uh, recorded, the podcast for the movie recorded, edited, and put up and ready for uh, ready to send out to everybody so they can listen to it. Um, if I get the people involved that I really want to, um, it's going to be phenomenal. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at EPSOFTV. You can send me an email at EPSOFTV at gmail.com. Send me an email. Say hi. Uh, talk a little bit of Ed and Eddie with me other shows as I get to them um, if you're interested in being a co-host drop me a message drop me an email drop me a DM on Twitter um, I'm looking forward to hearing from people who want who are interested in coming on uh, interested in maybe being a co-host and seeing where we go from there and I will be back for the next episodes of television probably sometime next month Hey everybody, you're listening to some of the older episodes of the Episodes of Television podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, I do want to let you in on some information as the podcast has changed over the last, I don't know, year and almost two years that I've done this. Um, The podcast is no longer available on Podbean. It is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. And I am no longer on Twitter. Um, I deleted the Twitter back in like June, I think. June 2020, I believe. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on to the, um, the information that I give out at the end of the podcast, how much it has changed. And I didn't really want to go through and chop out little tiny pieces of the podcast and repost them when I can just add this. It's so, so much easier. Um, Again, no longer on Podbean, no longer on Twitter. Um, 
on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. Uh, if you want to keep listening, thank you so very much for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you.